The dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com aware. Identity theft protection starts here. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Roswell in the 21st century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was ordered to be terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Welcome to the Imagine More Success radio show. It's the all-new About You show with successful entrepreneurs and business experts sharing their stories and powerful takeaways while providing you with the tips, tools, tactics, and a free weekly gift to help you thrive. Your hosts for the Imagine More Success radio show are best-selling author Cindy Hendricks, a certified business consultant, and Thomas Hydes, a certified world-class public speaking coach. Check out the Imagine More Success radio show at imaginemoresuccess.net because now is the time for you to realize your dreams and to imagine more success. We want to thank you so much for joining us today. If you're like most people that I've been talking to around the world, you're probably having a kind of wild week. It's been extraordinarily wild for just about everyone um, that I've talked to recently. Uh, I hope that 
you're you're staying safe in the world, enjoying yourself, and uh, finding some peace in your life. I know a lot of people are struggling to do that right now, but I hope that you're doing that. We've got a really fun show for you today. We're actually going to be talking about one of my favorite topics in general, books. I think I, I love books. I think Cindy is in love with books. <laughs> <laughs> She's written over a dozen of them already. So we've <laughs> there's definitely a real love affair with with creating books. And we both love reading. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people have had a chance to kind of catch up on some reading after they got done at least watching Netflix for a week or two. Um, the thing that's that's really fun about today is we're going to be speaking with Michelle Gamble, who's an award-winning author, publish, publisher, public, public relations and marketing expert. She's also a screenwriter and a fine artist. She is multi-talented. She's super hardworking. She has so much to give in this sphere and so much that you can learn from. I'm really excited about having her on today. She's enjoyed a really prosperous career working for many industries as an editor, a writer, a publisher, and a marketing expert. Her clients and her own works have both been published worldwide in high-profile media outlets. And as a CEO of her own agency, she helps authors create and market their best book. So we want to go ahead and bring her onto the show. Today, we're meeting with Michelle Gamble. Michelle, thank you for joining us today. Hi, you made me sound so impressive. Hey, you are. <laughs> you are impressive. So one of the little behind-the-scenes uh, portions of the show, if I can go ahead and preface today's show with, if we pull back the curtain, you'll find that Michelle has worked with Cindy on publishing several, if not most of her books. And she comes extraordinarily highly recommended. She's someone that we recommend extremely highly. And she's got uh, some really great knowledge for you today about several different aspects of publishing and marketing. Michelle, tell us a little bit about how the industry as far as you see it, has changed in just the last few months? Well, it's been it's been hard, actually, on publishing itself and when it comes to print. Printing is a non-essential industry, so several of my authors had to wait until the printing plants opened back up to get their books actually in print. Ebook is no problem. We've converted our titles. But it delayed projects, but also in a very positive way. Um, most of my projects right now are either being updated to relate uh, what's going on in the so-called new normal as it develops with the virus impacting every element of society right now. I think to not be discussing how our world has been affected and um, not integrated into our nonfiction titles would uh, would really be an error. It, this is on the top of everybody's mind. Yes, and do you find that that's primarily in business where people are going back and readjusting their books to kind of deal with what the economic future may look like in the near future? Well, no, actually we published uh, one book called Love in the Time of, of, of Corona, um, Your Guides to Fun Fantasies, because people are stuck at home and, um, you know, and they either can't date or how they're dating, it's, it's modified. So they've had to change their personal behaviors as well. And then in the, non, in the business area, we had published, for example, a book called Once Upon a Recession back in 2008, and now mm. it's relevant again, only it's not just about the fact that we're experiencing a recession based on the fact that we have this pandemic going on, but people's mindsets have been negatively impacted, not in all cases, but in some cases. And what I personally found for myself was that I needed to work on my mindset and my outlook and really tune out all the negativity. And so I had the first rush of, oh my goodness, I need to, you know, I can't, I got to cancel my project. And then a little bit of time going by and people losing the panic and going, okay, now really this is an, is an ideal time to publish my product or my book. Yes. <laughs> and so, for me, I actually have just gone through an extraordinary shift in business to the positive, and I'm thriving. Do you think that for a lot of people, the real key for them kind of getting to the other side of 
their life right now is having first that big mental shift. Yes. Um, I know for me it did because I was like everybody else. Of course, I've, I meditate and visualize and I practice really um, good, good habits with my mindset in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very, very blessed to be working on a project called Stop Drifting by David Ibera. And it talks about shifting out of a negative mindset. And it really reinforced for me that this was all my from my perspective. The last recession did not affect me. In fact, I had the uh, most sales I've ever had in the history of my business right smack in the middle of that recession. Wow. And so right now I'm having the exact same thing. And this has to do with my outlook and how I'm treating everything. And I just get up every day and I do what is called my uh my vision statement, set my goals, set my intention. And I am just not looking at COVID. I'm looking at what I can do for me, how I'm going to approach things, how my positive personality and my positive state of mind are going to keep my business moving forward and basically putting blinders on. And that's what I did last time. And what I hope to do in the future in our new normal is to always remind myself that I am the master of my own destiny and not to allow other people to tell me how to do things or what I should feel. You know, I think that's a really great point because I think a lot of people have been feeling that very same feeling. They they have fe- feel like they've been um, kind of freed, I guess, from what they were doing before they've had a chance to stop and think at least you know some people have that people who are no longer working or whose uh business is kind of limited or maybe they've had to shift i know the, the big word right now is pivot people have had to pivot their businesses and do something a little bit different but they've also had a chance to reflect on what's important to them and maybe take a little extra time to see what in life was really superfluous and what was really necessary um are you are you finding that the authors that you work with are enjoying kind of a resurgence of new energy and and a new joy in writing? Well, I think that if you understand the law of attraction, and I know back with The Secret and whatnot, people really came to know that in the mainstream, but we really are transmitters out into this world. And it's our own attitude and our own outlook that is attracting the right people. So when I pivoted to positive using David Ibera's strategies in his book, then the rest of it followed. And it's about me. It all starts with ourselves. And I think that we think everything external to us is what is going to impact our life. But you, the, if you want to change your life and you want to thrive during this pandemic, it all has to start with how you feel inside. And I choose to stay in a positive personality and attract the clients. And yes, the people that I'm working with are enjoying the process because I'm enjoying the process too. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so take, take us kind of through just, just the, the very basics of what it's like for someone to take on the task of writing their own book. Well, my clients come to me in different stages of the writing process. You can come to me with a concept and we can start with the basics, you know, lay out the table of contents, decide what the content is going to be. And then I can literally work chapter by chapter. If you want to have it written by me, I'm ghostwriting two projects right now. You're actually writing the book on behalf of someone else who will claim authorship. Absolutely. And they come out the door very strong that way too. Um, And also some authors just want to get back, want to go to a traditional publisher. I'm a hybrid that crosses self-publishing with traditional publishing and it turns the royalties around to the author's favor. Um, So they can come to me with nothing and ask me to write the whole thing, they can come to me with something and work with me to write an award-winning product. I have books that I've 
worked with hands-on with authors that were, you know, were concepts that turned into literally award-winning books. And, wow. and then they can come to me with a manuscript that's, you know, finished, but needs that, that polish, needs that professional touch. Sure. Um, and I do all of it, the writing, editing. I work with a team of my graphic artists. Uh, we and do. when we come back in just a moment, we're going to hear more from you, Michelle, about what's possible for someone who wants to become an author, no matter where you are in your journey of either wanting to become an author or starting to write your first book, or if you're ready to publish, do stick around. When we come back to the second segment, you're going to learn all about that on the Imagine More Success radio show. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Gen E as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that link some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Welcome back to the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We've been talking with Michelle Gamble, who's an award-winning author, publisher, and PR and marketing expert. Um, in our previous segment, we were talking with Michelle about how she can work with authors no matter what point in the process they come to her, whether they show up with basically just an idea for a, for a book or if they're ready to publish and everything in between. Michelle, earlier you were saying that you really felt that a lot of people had the chance to make a choice about making a shift during the last couple of months with everything that's gone on in the world with the coronavirus, COVID-19, being self-quarantined. Uh, did you find that your, that your process changed at all? 
No. No, I already worked at home full time. I've been working out of my home office for 15 years. I actually love the fact that this is forced, you know, corporate America to send workers home because now we've had the after effect to the environment. We can, people in India can see the Himalayans again, the Venice canals, the, the clarity of the water and the dolphins and the sea life. And down in LA, you can see across the basin. I really hope that after this is moved into the third and fourth phase, that America itself will realize the benefit of sending the workforce to work at home. Um, it, it has such a huge environmental impact. And it's also shown that the earth can heal itself if given the chance. That's beautiful. I know that, um, Cindy, you work at the office and at home and everywhere in between. <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about the movement of of the workforce out of the office and into the home? Well, even when I worked in, in management for corporate America, I always had an office out of my home and, and another office in one of the businesses that I was responsible for. And it just really makes all of your work available to you when you have the time to do it. And uh, I really think sometimes it's beneficial to get out of the office. Uh, I love to go to different coffee houses and work too. Because <laughs> yeah. you know, you get a change of pace and get out and get a great cup of coffee and you know, maybe, maybe meet a friend for lunch and you get re-energized. Absolutely. Michelle. Well, I was, let me add, it's more productive. I mean, when you're not having to commute a half hour to an hour somewhere, and you can just go right to work, that's, that's your productivity increases. You're not, I know, I'm not even concerned if I take a lunch. I love what I'm doing, but I'm not saying don't eat lunch. I'm just saying, <laughs> that, you know, I get more done. I can just grab a bite to eat right out of my fridge. I save money on groceries. I don't eat out as much. And yes, I agree with Cindy. It's good to get out and get fresh air. You know, sometimes the walls close in on you. Well, and I think it's also great for your mindset and your creativity to be able to, you know, go to a different location and just um, let yourself, you know, take in all of the elements of our world, sometimes even the traffic, <laughs> and just, you know, just really expand your thinking. And when you're in an office all day long, whether it's home or work or wherever, you know, your creativity sometimes suffers. And, you know, we humans, we need to get out in the world a little bit. So I'm all for the, uh, you know, change up. Well, we're not in the industrial revolution anymore. And the need for line of sight management is actually an archaic practice. If somebody's not getting the job done, then they shouldn't be in that job. It's as simple as that. I shouldn't have to like stand over your shoulder and tell you, get your job done. And there needs to be metrics that measure that performance. But outside of that, if someone's not doing their job, sitting in front of them and telling them do their job isn't going to change it. So, you know. It depends on who's telling them, Michelle. <laughs> Well, Michelle, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to uh, people who are not yet authors. So I think that there's a lot of people out there who are probably listening who would never consider themselves to be an author, but maybe they would really benefit by writing a book. Um, and I know that it seems to be a, a very daunting process, but what type of person who isn't currently thinking about becoming an author could really benefit by writing a book? Well just on their resume alone, if they write on their area of expertise. I mean, imagine you're sitting in an interview, guy before you, there's his resume or girl before you, you walk in with a resume and set a book on top of it. <laughs> mm. And also you can go out and um, think on the topic. You can promote yourself. You can promote your business. You have something to talk about. I mean, there's so, I wrote a paper called uh, Nothing Sells Your Business Better Than a Book. So with time on hand right now to be in your home office and maybe not just watching Netflix, it would be better to use the time to sit down and, and get a book done. And you can you don't have to worry about it when you work with me. I will definitely take from concept to end, end product 
you know, cover design, everything and get you your book. And as we're facing a recession, let me reemphasize, you're going to have more job competition. So think of it. Think how impressive that is to hand your prospective employer a book on the subject that you're trying to get a job in. Yeah, that would definitely put you at the at the head of the list. I think that's really actually a great, great point. Um, are there some specific industries that you um, that you feel are that you feel are underserved right now? Where if someone stepped up and wrote a book, they would definitely have the opportunity to kind of be at the the vanguard of their industry. Well, I mean, honestly, right now with the way that COVID is affecting how business is done. Um, you know, even just writing about things that relate to your industry of how this is impacting it and the changes and making strategic recommendations in business. Um, you can write a book about anything. I'm always being asked, you know, by authors, like, what am I even going to say on my blog? And I'm, uh, okay, let's say your blog and your book are about ice cream. There's so many wonderful things to say about ice cream. <laughs> Absolutely. So it can be on anything. You just have to be creative. And if you come to me and say, hey, this is the industry I work in, then we can drill down and find something related that you can talk about from a new perspective. And let me share as well, a niche is probably the best way to sell books because it's not been covered. That makes sense. That really makes sense, you know, and I and that's one of those places where I, I think as someone works within a certain industry or they have a certain level of expertise, sometimes they have the sometimes they, they take for granted what they know because they don't stop to think about people who don't necessarily know it or the same people who are in the same industry. Maybe they could just use a little bit different perspective and that's a perspective that they can offer that someone else hasn't seen yet. So the value of what they know is usually significantly greater than they really give themselves credit for. So I could see where there's a lot of would-be authors out there who may be sitting on the sidelines, but with a lot of guidance and some help from Michelle, you could definitely move from just feeling completely lost to actually having a book that you publish that makes a difference in your career. I, I think, again, that it's, there's nothing that's going to make you basically cancel out the competition than having that book to show a prospective employer and then better yet, making money off the book. Our bestseller worldwide is on Invisalign treatment. It's a textbook, but it has sold globally in almost every country you can think of. It's been, it's been like the mantle of success among my authors. Wow. Did you well, and, and I'm a perfect example in that Michelle um, helped me with my first four books, and I didn't even know I had a book in me, and now I've written eight of my own and, and worked on four compilation books, but your point was really well taken, Thomas, that you don't really know what you know until you start thinking about it. And then the next step, I'm not sure if your clients are doing this besides me, Michelle, but I've taken almost every one of my books and, and Thomas and I have turned them into courses. There's a lot you can do with building out your platform and it just depends on how serious you want to take it because here's the thing, a book can become a linchpin to your platform and a platform is basically all the ways in which you're marketing and speaking to the public to promote your business, to promote your book, to promote anything, right? So, yeah, there's also what's called personal brands, and I don't want to digress onto that. But the point is that the book itself can create unprecedented opportunities for you outside of just having a book. For example, I published this one author's book who he took it into a meeting, just like I described, and he got started making $200,000 a year just because the employer said, you know, invited him to the meeting based on his book and hired. Very, very cool. Yeah, I think that speaks a lot to the power of what becoming an author can really do. Uh, Michelle, how many people worldwide have actually written books? Like what, what's the kind of percentage you would say of people 
out there in the world who've written books? Um, honestly, I I can't uh, I can't speak to that. I don't know what percentage. I only know my little ecosystem. Well, you know, the percentage, the numbers that I'm always curious about are the people who have written books that haven't published them. That's the one that blows me away. I've had people actually come to me, have the book written, and then they uh, abandon it and they paid for it. It's kind of shocking. It's like, okay, don't give up on your precious book. And with that, I want to go ahead and take us into the next segment. Definitely do not give up on your precious book. And if you have an idea that you would like to turn into a book or a topic that you'd love to tackle, please stay tuned. When we come back in the next segment, we're going to continue talking with Michelle Gamble so that you can learn how you can become a published author as soon as you want to. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide audience if you have seen a ufo had a close encounter seen a ghost bigfoot lake monster or a story that you would like to share or have investigated contact me rob mcconnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on skype xzone radio tv for more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. You're back with the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We're so glad you could continue joining us today. We are having a really wonderful conversation with Mr. L. Gamble, who is an award-winning author, publisher, PR, and marketing expert. And we've been going through some really fun topics about publishing a book, how important it is, how likely it is that you actually have a book in you, and how important it would be for your career development uh, to actually write a book. Michelle, outside of you know some of the wonderful things that you said in the previous segment about how writing a book can change someone's career, 
I've also seen people write a book about their personal life that really helped them to transform and to gain some perspective on their life. Have you also found that it is very edifying for someone to actually tackle that kind of book as well? Um, yeah. I mean, I've got several of those kind of books that we've published. I even have my own, which is called Second Bloom, 10 Steps to uh, Rejuvenate and Realize a New Life. Ooh, I love that title. And um, it's about how I left corporate and started my business and how I was completely shocked that within three months of leaving, instead of you know, being ready to fold up like a lot of business, I think like some statistic, like 80% of all businesses go away within the first year. I had, had uh, quadrupled my income. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, but it was based off of, you know, me just deciding I'd had enough of the corporate world. And then I wrote this book because it changed my life. And I mean, it really set me on a road to transfer both personal and professional transformation. You know, I, I really see that as being a, a hidden value, no matter what, no matter what topic you decide to, to handle or to take on, because I think the discipline and the melding of both science and art in the process of book writing really is a growth experience for most people. I think if you ask most, most authors, they would say that. I don't think you, you really end up the same person after you've written a book as you were before you wrote the book. Do you find that too, Michelle? Um, no, because I felt like for me, I can't speak for others. For me, it was about having an experience and wanting to share it with the world because I went from stressed out 50 hour a week mom with little babies and, <laughs> you know, just wanting to pull my hair out. And it, and it had been a struggle to have my children. And I really wanted to be there. Even if I was working, I didn't want to leave the house and not be with my, my daughter and my son. It was breaking my heart. So at the same time, I had financial pressures. And when I finally woke up, and said to the world, hey, I'm available now to, you know, work on other projects. I had people line up to work with me. And, and it was just like my business for me. And I think this starts with the individual too, and what kind of work ethic you have and what kind of reputation you have. And people already knew me. I was in the public spotlight for years. I was a screenwriter. I'd been featured in magazine articles. And so, um, based on a solid reputation, I really started strong and I had people lining up to hire me. So my, my point is that my experiences led to the book, not the other way around. Very cool. One so what would you tell someone, Michelle, that didn't feel they had a book in them, but you felt that they did because you maybe knew them from someplace else, what would you say to them? Well, I, your previous guest, Scott Spies, who wrote And It Took Two Years, is one of my authors. And he, I believe on that show, he mentioned how I told him, you know, you need to write a book about this. And he did. So um, whenever I'm grabbed by something, someone's telling me some kind of story, I will advise them, you know, you can do this and you should do this. This is totally fascinating. And if I'm fascinated, that means other people are going to be as well. Um, I'm really somebody who loves learning and everything sparks my interest. But it's really about putting it into a book form that people can enjoy. And, it, you know, and, and if you're not a great writer or anything like that, it doesn't matter. I will sniff it up. Like I said, my authors, when I'm finished, win awards. Well, that is a wonderful thing for your authors to know that. Now, I also know that you also work with um, uh, publishing houses from other countries, foreign agents. How would that work? Because I know a lot of our listeners may not understand that there are other opportunities once they write a book. Well, um, I have a foreign rights agent. Um, I haven't, we haven't really done anything in that direction because what we found with our business process was um, that my 
website actually ends up being the key to selling it around the world. And um, we got approached by, if your book is a bestseller and it's doing really well, you'll get approached anyway. So, um, because they're going to see that. So foreign publishers come to us and basically they buy the right to sell that book translated into their language. And it's called the gravy of publishing because um, you just hand it over and they give you money. <laughs> so I don't have anything to do with it once it's being published. Cool. Well, I'm sure that people would love to be in the gravy train <laughs> of having a foreign, foreign rights book because that just gives the, the frosting on top of the cake, doesn't it? That's the point of it. You're just handing it over to somebody else who gives you money for it and royalties, and it's a great deal. Um, and I have had several authors who have had their uh, books procured by other publishers around the world. Well, that's exciting. Is that a big part of, of book marketing in general is getting a uh, more than just kind of a regional, uh, I guess, kind of marketing plan? Well, every marketing plan I do is national. Um, I don't stick to just regional because that's not, unless it's, no, nobody ever wants to stick to the region. That's a very limited market. Um, so, yeah, we do everything. We're trying to get exposure on the national level. And I mean, there are some books that just fly and sell right out the door because something about that book resonates right off the bat. And then there's others that have a delay. And I'll give you a great example. We have uh, a book called Manuals and Murals that's 10 years old. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she re had a resurgence on sales. And it was 10 years old. So um, I don't know what happened, but something did. And so now that book has been selling pretty well. So, you know, it's never dead in the water by any means. Well, one of the things you also provide, Michelle, is called a media kit. And I'm sure people who have not authored a book or maybe have only done one may not realize not only what it is, but also how it can be utilized. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, coming from my background of working both sides of the proverbial desk, I was a publisher of a magazine. So I had people trying to get in the pages of my magazine. And then also being on the other side and pitching, I actually, my bachelor's degree is in uh, public relations. So I've worked in PR offices and done magazines from that end. I've worked privately on magazines on that end and been pitched to. So I have the added value of not only having the background in PR and the education, but having sat on the other side and knowing as an editor what I wanted to see and a media kit for books has very specific content that's required and that editors expect to see. And I know what those requirements are. And so when you work with me, you have the added advantage of, of that holistic knowledge of the industry that not all PR people have. Or publishers. Very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And I, Michelle, I know that you do some work also uh, as a as a screenwriter and that, that was something you've done in the past. Did you enjoy that experience? Was it something that was cool for you? You know, screenwriting is its own little animal. I'll tell you. Um, working in Hollywood is exactly what the cliche was like. And until you get to the upper echelon and you get out of the little muddy pond. When, you know, I took meetings with Arnold Copelson who did The Fugitive and Platoon and big movies like that. So I was operating in the higher stratosphere than um, at the lower end where you really do get the silly, you're my best friend. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I was like, I don't even know you from a hole in the wall. It's like a guy you meet on two dates saying, I want to marry you. You know, it's like kind of creepy. So, um, I loved it, but the reason that I shifted to books, um, because I also have written fiction books. Uh, I have the California Girl Chronicles series, Body in the Trunk, uh, which is a thriller, and The Abuse, which is another thriller. Um, I love telling stories. I love, and there's nothing about this business that I don't love, even when it's ridiculous. 
So um, I think it's hard to be a screenwriter because you really have to be prepared to give up your vision to somebody else. And if you're not, you're better get your ego out of the way if you really want. Well, let's let's hold that vision until yeah, I our next totally segment. See that? <laughs> Absolutely. That's a that's a big part of everything that we talk about with most of our guests is how important it is to uh, have a nice, strong self esteem and self confidence, and also be able to put your ego out of the way. We talked about it last week with Scott Spees. We're talking about it again today with Michelle Gamble. So it seems to be something that's very valuable, very important. And we want to uh, invite you to stick around. I'm going to come back again in the next segment with Michelle Gamble. She's the award-winning author and publisher and PR expert from 3L Publishing. Do stick around. to me over and over again simultv.com simultv.com what's simultv.com that's what i asked them they had it written on the side of their ufo how do you spell that ufo no i mean simultv.com 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 right simultv.com interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com ufo last night oh yeah yeah now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that link some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Thank you for staying with us. This is the Imagine More Success radio show with Cindy and Thomas. We've been really fortunate today to have Michelle Gamble on with us. Um, we are definitely going to be spending a little more time with her in this segment, talking about how to become an author and how important it is, not just to your career, but also to creating somewhat of a personal brand. Earlier, Michelle, I know you kind of wanted to dodge that topic a little bit, but let's jump into that. Tell us a little bit about your experience with personal branding and book writing. 
Well, personal branding is more about the person and what you're projecting out there as an individual than a company. So when you're really trying to do something like a lot of actors and actresses have a personal brand, it's not some big corporate logo. So as an author, creating your personal brand involves social media, your website, your uh, you know blog, your newsletter, um, you know, blogs, video blogs, uh, podcasts, whatever it is that you choose to market yourself. Um, so you have to, as an individual, really step back and think, what are the messages about me that I'm going to put out there? And I'll give you an example for myself. I have a personal brand. I've never friended a single person on Facebook and I'm maxed out, but I'm very careful in how I craft my image. And I don't put like, I don't put my relationships on there. I like will do poems and stuff like that. Or say um, when my boyfriend does something nice for me, like I'll, I'll show flowers, but I keep my personal life off the radar, allowing them only to see my children, but only to see what I want them to see and not getting deep. I used to say, you know, Facebook is not a place to throw your, your laundry. <laughs> So these are the kinds of things that you craft a brand you need to think about because if you intend to grow your business or you intend to go work for somebody else, you're going to be looked at and they're going to want to know about you. And nowadays, whether you're working for somebody or not, you need to watch what you're posting on social media and be very careful. You know, that's such a good point, Michelle, because a lot of employers, when they hire someone, they check out their social media now. Yes. And for some of those folks out there, that can be kind of scary. <laughs> well, if you're going to have something that's only among family members, for example, then you need to keep it private so that people can't see it. So you have to really consider all of the different aspects. And this is what I encourage my clients is to be very careful. I mean, most of the people I work with are professionals anyway, and they're not tending to do stuff. But I did have, for example, and this is why I put a clause in my contract. I had one author who, who was completely ragging on my company publicly. And it was all based on her neuroses and problems. And so I had to restrict that to protect my brand. So there's a lot that goes into creating that public face. That's why they call it public relations. And so you have to like keep a sharp eye on it. There's always so one, isn't there? It's not, you know, she had no, she said, I took her life savings. It was ridiculous. It was, yeah. So you watch that stuff. You don't let people just walk all over your brand. And that's why you have to protect yourself legally from just pure gossip. That makes sense. That thing is very, very sage advice for sure. So, Michelle, once someone's worked with you, they've created a book, um, they've gone through the publishing part of the of the process, and they begin to market their book. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like. What are some of the different options that are available to people to market their book? Well, let's start with the basic. If you don't market your book, it, no one else is going to do it for you, and Essentially, uh, people have this misnomer they think Amazon and just have it on Amazon will market your book. Amazon does nothing unless you pay them. So don't have that expectation. But you can come to me and I have different packages. I have what's called my, my uh, PR uh, starter kit that has essentials to it to at least get you started. There's some things that I really believe an auth all authors should have, and that is at least a website and a way to um, get the message out by doing at least some basic media. Um, people will never know the book existed. And I've seen authors who will invest in the book and then right at the end, again, drop it thinking that they can get it out there just via word of mouth. It's a constant process of marketing your book, you know, through to the end. Yeah, the process doesn't end once the book is written. That's really kind of the beginning. No, I mean, I can help. Yeah, I can help with all aspects of marketing. That's why I'm the perfect storm of a publisher, because I do have the education in the right areas. I have sat on both sides of the desk, but I'm also a writer. And um, so I come at it from the creative standpoint, too. I, I really, this is what I was born to do with my life. I love that. 
in your own in your own books, when you when you've been marketing them, do you also then uh, give speeches around the book, or is that something that you've seen some of your authors do, where they oh. they don't start off by doing that, but they end up doing that? I absolutely. I was on the speaker's circuit for about five years until I quite honestly got exhausted of going <laughs> from place to place because it was taking away from my my passion, which is the books and the writing and the selling. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a story I've heard several times. I think a lot of people have that very same uh, kind of experience. But yes, I, I, I've also seen where writing a book can lead to speaking engagements, can lead to consulting gigs, can lead to all kinds of things that I don't think people always have the opportunity to kind of envision before they start set out the task of creating their first book. Oh, the opportunities are endless. They just have to understand that, you know, if they're disappointed in sales, but they got like that $200,000 job, that more than paid for getting the book done. I've had many authors who haven't had a bestseller but they most are certainly happy with the book. So Michelle, what would you say to people who have a, have a book idea and they are searching for just the right publisher to help them bring it to fruition? What would you tell them to look for when they're looking for a publishing company? Okay, well, let's start with don't go for the mass huge corporate machines because it's impersonal. They're not going to really care about you. They're going to care about getting their money in the door and you're going to be put through a grind. And in most cases, you know, when you're doing the kind of, of service I do, which is pay for play, uh, you're not going to have that personalized attention. And so um, with me, you know, you're, you're always going to be talking to me and it starts with me and ends with me. Now, I'm not saying I don't have assistance and I don't have people helping me, but I keep it between me and my clients. And I am I am the door to, you know, everything. Nothing gets out the door here at 3L without my inspection. So um, that's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. There, and that's one important thing is your relationship with the publisher. Are you going to have that access? Are they real? I mean, you should spend some time asking for referrals. Don't just say, okay, you know, most of my business now is 90% referral. And that's because I do quality service excellence. I strive. That's in my mission statement. I strive for excellence in everything I do. And so you want to talk to the person that you're going to work with. You're going to want to feel good about that relationship. You want to know they're behind you and they're going to help you. And they're going to hold your hand through the important parts. I have a policy of 24 hours response. Most of my clients know that when they send me an email, they most likely will get a response back in, you know, a couple hours unless I'm out of the office. And then I'll respond the next day. So responsiveness, customer service, how are they going to, you know, what's your relationship going to be with them? I don't work with people I don't like. I don't have time for it. So if I don't That's a really like good policy. <laughs> yeah, if I don't like an office, that doesn't mean you're coming in the door. You know, I've had people who are extremely respectful and amazing. And again, law of attraction, you know, 95% of the people I've worked with over the year have been absolutely great people, but there's always that 5% that are rude and considerate, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time. You get sucked into that vortex and it doesn't leave you time for the more positive uplifting experience. And Michelle, well, I know that you have an minute. amazing gift. <laughs> about your giveaway. Yeah. yeah. My giveaways go to 3lpublishing.com, go to books, and the first 10 people that do that can send me an email, info at 3lpublishing.com, pick out any book in the catalog you like, and I will send it to you. That's 3lpublishing.com under books. That is a really wonderful and fabulous gift, Michelle. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to have you here today. And thank you for sharing with us and with the audience. It was just really uh, very enlightening and very inspiring. And we really appreciate that. That's really, really very awesome. You're welcome. So if you if you want to make sure that you have a chance to pick up a book from Michelle, go to 3lpublishing.com. You can send her an email at info at 3lpublishing.com. You can learn more about how you can become a published author and how you can find your way into the very apex of your profession, 
help you advance your career and help you advance yourself as a human being as well by becoming a published author. It's always wonderful to get great professional advice from someone who can help the, you take a very difficult process and distill it down to something that is palpable and really easy to do. We want to recommend that you check her out at 3lpublishing.com. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do here at Imagine More Success, go to imaginemoresuccess.net where you can get access to past episodes and you can listen to some great advice on marketing, sales, productivity, and all sorts of other interesting topics. If you'd like to learn more about how you can actually gain more experience in working on your business, go to findhiddenmoney.com. Again, that's findhiddenmoney.com for coursework that will lead you to a path of great success. We want to remind you to always, at this point, please take care of yourself. So be sure to realize your dreams and to imagine more success.